Thank you so well, sir. God bless you, sir. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We want to thank the Lord this morning. We thank all our brothers and our sisters on the platform. Thank you for your consistency. We thank God that uh, he's been well with you in your position, in all that you do. In the name of Jesus. For nothing else do I recognize but for the consistency of the children of God. It is so, so, so well pleased in my heart. I know that every morning we're here. I want to thank Pastor Lord Rewaju. Thank you, Father, for his family. Thank you for his, mm. his consistency. His, his tenacity. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, brothers and sisters, this morning we would want to talk a little bit a little bit further. I thank God for my sister who left the prayer this morning. God will continue to give you the insight as he is doing with you. And thank Amen. you for your Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the, Amen. the word of the Lord in First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12 says, For now we see only reflections as in a mirror. So we've not seen two, we've not seen more than just in, on the level of the mirror. He says, then we shall face, shall see face to face. Very soon we shall meet him face to face in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now we want to talk this morning um, very, very briefly on walking with the Lord. When we walk with the Lord, what do we get? How far can we go? When, how, and who? motivates us to walk with the Lord. A few minutes and then we will begin to pray. Um, I have put in the chat a quick one hymn song that we want to use to start this little conversation. It says, when we walk with the Lord. Shall we sing it together? When we walk with the Lord in the light of His and we don't the Lord has called us and the Lord has been faithful he has called us to trust thank you Jesus thank you thank you thank you the Lord has called us to trust Indeed, when we look at what is happening and we look at ourselves, could it have been me? Thank God for my sister who thanked you, made us thank God for waking us up. Some went and never came back, a journey of no return. But he, the Lord, the most high God, the one who had called us from darkness to light, 
the one who knows <clears throat> us, everything about us, has called us. He says we should walk with him. He says he should hold his hands. Indeed, in some parts, he says, no matter how bad it is, stretch like the lady, the woman of the issue of blood, she stretched. And she made sure that she walked with God. When she stretched to talk to him of his garment, she made sure, she made sure in all circumstance, with all the stress and with all the affliction that came upon her, she made sure she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she received strength. This morning, in a few moments as we pray, we will receive strength in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amos, chapter, Amos chapter 3 and verse 3 says, And how can two walk together unless they agree? And so if you consider how much the Lord has, has invested in us, even the life that he has given to us, we begin to wonder and say, why, why would he be so mindful of me, a son of man that he visits me? He visits you in the morning. He visits your children. He visits your husband, your wife. He visits your future. He gives you a covering over your head, a cloth over your back. He visits you minute by minute. And so, Lord, we thank you even as we speak this morning uh, as, as your oracle. Let your people be blessed even as they listen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jesus wants us to walk through life without misery. He wants us to walk in our marriages, in our relationships without misery. Uh, A marriage that is um, consummated out of distrust or out out of uh, the one walking to the left and the the other walking to the right, it is not the, the kind of marriage that God intends, even physically here. And so he would not even prescribe such a marriage coming from the bosom of his mercy. He is a good God, even in business, even in relationship, worldly relationship, in corporate world or in, in mutual in mutual relationship. If people go the divergent opinions, there is no relationship there that will make the business stand. And so it is prone to fail. Now, why? Why must we work with him? Why must we really work with it? Um, some some have start, stood uh, against him in so many ways, even inside the church. And the Lord has still been merciful. And you begin to answer and um, begin to ask yourself a question: Why would one begin to you know? He says, he says I have never seen him. Um, I have prayed all these years, and uh, well, uh, some says things have happened, but it's never happened to me or with me. And so there's almost must be a why. Why do we have to walk with this, our God? This is in life, we need someone to hold our hands. Uh, some people say they did it all alone. They are the masters of their destiny. Um, nobody could tell them anything because they know that this, you know, they suffered and then they achieved this out of their own strength. Uh, some even brought... <clears throat> um, um, uh, the, the press when they want to help other people because they feel that to be a phil- <clears throat> to be a philanthropist you would it's 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 the function of the you know your inner ability but they have forgotten they have forgotten that every vulnerable person every vulnerable person which we are we need this, some other person to be able to hold our hands when we are weak the Lord says he's strong in us. And so when he strengthens us, he depends, he expects that we strengthen one another. He says, but identifying that, that, that dependence 
in man is a frustration. If you think that, well, the Lord, you have done it all alone and that nobody can help you, then you have gone it completely wrong. God has called us to unity. God has called us to be strengthened one with another. You are the hand, I am the leg. The other person is the head. And as a church, as a, as a believing church, we come together to believe and to trust. And that is why we know that it is God that has called us. You want to know the why. Why should we serve him? Why should we walk with him? It is because we are vulnerable. It is because he is stronger. He is stronger than any, anything that we can even expect. He is the one who kept us alive, like my sister said this morning, like we all know this <clears throat> from time, that it is God that has kept us. And because he has kept us, he has given us the, 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 the ability to, to, to grow with the strength, with the faith, with the mercy that is already ordained in his word. This morning, I want us, I want us to listen very carefully. In, in, in what the first chapter of John is saying, John chapter 1 and verses 1, maybe through 5, there he says, in the beginning was the word of the Lord, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. The same was in the beginning that was with God. All things are made by him, and without him nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing was made, <clears throat> that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of mankind. That life that you have, was given to us by God. And that is why we must always know the why must we serve him. In all things we are created, if all things were made by God and for him and for us, in the right sense, that why should not even arise because we will know that we are, we are feeble. Today we are here, tomorrow we are gone. And then when we go, where do we go? We go back to him. That's why there is a why we must serve him. There is a why we must honor him. There is a why we must do things, not as separate entities, but as one in God. We find here that God's word is as much as good as God himself. God is in, in, in every word that we do, in every word that he speaks, it is in everything that he does. God is in, in when you're drinking, when you're eating, God is there. When you're sleeping, God is there. He watches over you. He knows what you're going to do next. For those who still think that they're all alone and they, 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 you know, they don't have people, go ask Hakan. But when, when he, when, when, when she insulted her, mo uh, uh, you know, her senior wife, as it were, uh, the mother of Isaac, and 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 she was dismissed from the from from her from from what was supposed to be her home, and she wandered in the wilderness, and God still went in and saved her. So it, it, you, you might think that God is not in your situation. I am so sure, I'm persuaded to say and to say and to, and to pronounce that God is in your situation and he will never leave you. He will never mm -hmm. forsake you in the mighty name of Jesus, in the most wonderful mm -hmm. name of Jesus. God has power to create. So does his word. He has the power to create. His word also is very, very creative. And that is why Jesus always have a solution. He had a solution with, with the blind man. He had a solution with the lame. He had a solution even with the dead. So God has the power to create. And that is why God desires we seek wisdom and the, 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 the knowledge in his word. You know, when we seek wisdom, it means that we are attentive to what God is trying to say. Why must we serve him? 
we must, we must be attentive to what he is saying. Proverbs 4 and verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. You remember, Lord, in all that we do, if we forget that it is God's counsel <clears throat> that will always stand, then we have practically missed it. We are told a story of a poor man, wise man who saved his city. Nobody remembered him. So that wisdom is better than strength. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 15 tells us that wisdom, wisdom is better than strength. This is the same man who saved the city. And this same man, sometimes we, we pass through life and we want to be recognized. But God says, don't worry. Keep the wisdom. Follow the word of God. Follow the truth of God. And that will see you through it. The wisdom of God will help you in all circumstances. And so when we pray and we seek recognition, we should be seeking God's wisdom. And, <clears throat> and where does wisdom come from? It comes from the same sort, from God. That wisdom that he used to pass your, 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 the, the, your exams or, or the, the, the trials of life, it is the same wisdom that God has positioned you with that has been keeping you from time to time. We do not have any planned words in circumstances, but God gives you the enablement to be able to say certain things. And you, you begin, the, and then people begin to wonder, where did this come from? It is of God, the wisdom of God. Brethren, Jesus said, I and my Father are one, because he understood the essence of walking with him. John chapter 10 and verse 20, because he understood his primary calling, there's a relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. And that is what we are yearning for, that we might stay under his tutelage as we do every morning, that we might stay under his blessing, that we will not go far away and beyond what he could understand, what he, where the, the radar of blessings would be. Sometimes we bear by mistake, but we come back recognizing that we, we need him. We need him as an oxygen. It is the demonstration in the unity between himself and with the Father, which is Jesus, let's continue to be trust in him, and let's continue to obey him, because that is what he calls of us. Now, let's let's just uh, uh, backtrack a little bit from that John chapter 30. Let's look at verse 29. Verse 29 says, my sheep listens to my voice, and I know them. He says, they they, they are to see the miracles and the, the tenets of what God is saying and to us in every situation. Think getting bad, it doesn't even move you because you know that he called you. He is still present even now. He says that I give them everlasting life. That's what Jesus does. He says, and they will be by no means be destroyed and no one will snatch them from me. That is what Jesus does. And then he goes on to say, none can even snatch them from the Father. He recognizes the reason, the why we should follow him. No one can, no one can take us and snatch us. The Bible calls it snatching, snatch us away from the Father. Now we have seen the why. Let's look at the when. When do we walk with him? When must we walk with him? When must we walk with him? The answer is simple. We must walk with him now. In fact, we must walk with him as of yesterday, wherever we are at now. Uh, if we think that we are standing, we should be very, very careful, lest we would fall. And therefore, walking with the Lord is a thing of consistency. Uh, mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 2, 
uh, the, the B part there, it says, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We have no promise for tomorrow. Receiving Christ and staying within the tenets of Christ and, the, uh, in, and in, in his shadow we dwell and as, as brethren we dwell as Christians, as those who are called off from darkness and, 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 and to, with, the, with the full step of the righteous that he has ordered, we should consistently walk with him. We should consistently adore his name. We should consistently, no matter what happens, even if I am wrong, please hold my hand. Tell me, brother, you're not doing too well, but let's walk again. Let's be obedient again. Let's be attentive again. Can two walk if they do not accept to be together? It is impossible. And so when we walk together in unison, in unity, God blesses such a walk as it is doing even, even in this small platform. The Lord will continue to strengthen us in Jesus' mighty name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Now, Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow. You don't have tomorrow in your hands, for you do not know what today will bring. Neither it will be bringing good or bringing bad. We have heard someone who, who slept, he didn't wake up. Um, is it his doing? No, it is not his doing. The Lord knows everything. The Lord knows everything. And he will keep on teaching us how to walk with him in obedience, in righteousness, and in his truth, in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at how we walk with him. How do you walk with the Lord? Uh, this, this, is, this is very important. How do we walk with him? Do we walk with him as when it, it, it is beneficial to me? Do we walk with him as of maybe I want to be seen as the, the greatest um, preacher in town or the greatest philanthropist? Do we walk with him in humility or in sobriety or in, or in, in, in God's righteousness? We must begin to choose how we walk with him. Would we have would, would, would have a secret relationship, a secret, a secret, not a secret, a secret, sanctimonious relation that we respect those days when we were growing up when you had a bible in your hand when it falls down you want to pick it up quickly i want to pray for forgiveness these days people even sit on their bibles <coughs> people <coughs> don't recognize what it is and how it is to walk with the lord anymore we speak to one another and we believe that open rebuke is better than secret sin we 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 we, we, we do not um, put caution in our relationship with our husbands because we think we own them. We, we do not put restraint to our wives because we think we know them. And so when we do all this, we do not know how to walk with the Lord. It is not in the wisdom of God to be to be, to be insolent even in the spirit or in the things of God. We want to call ourselves to order. We want to say, Father, forgive us. Forgive us because we know not what we are doing. Forgive us because we are sinners and we, 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 we depend on you. How do we walk with the Lord? Now we must ask David how he walked with the Lord. You know that he never failed. David always went down, and but he would rise up again. We want to know how to walk with the Lord. We must go ask Jacob. You saw what he passed through. Even in dungeon, he still came up and became a president or a vice president thereabout. So when we walk with the Lord, David spoke. He provoked God when he was called, when he saw that some people, some, some, some elements in their, in their nativity were desecrating his God. He says, what? And he was a young man, and he knew. He provoked God's blessing by speaking his words. 
you use God's words, and before uh, before you know it, he was slaying a, 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 a giant called Goliath. I come against you. I come against you. I come at you who came against the, the he says, uh, and I come against you to, um, um, in the name of the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the God that you uh, you, uh, you have desecrated. <clears throat> he says, the, the God that you have desecrated, the God of Israel, the armies of Israel that you have desecrated. He says, I come against you. I come against you. It is that same God that I come to you. This And he, he, he flew a, a sling. That's Samuel chapter 17 there and 14. And, and, and just one. And kill the the, the, the the, the Goliath uh, or, or the Goliath. I, I want us to pray this morning that every Goliath in our life, that the Lord will use one sling to pull them down in the name of Jesus. Let's take it away. Amen. We have got to come clean. We have got to walk with him in honesty. It's a brand new year and we're still beginning. We've already kicked off the second month. It's all over. Now we're going almost into the third month. And so we, we have the privilege of being able to start well. You know, in, 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 wherever we have got, gotten a little, a little bit staggering, let's call ourselves to order. Let's say, Father, forgive me. I want to continue. I know that I've made it wrong here, but I still want to walk with you in honesty, in your righteousness. It's a privilege to be a child of God, brothers. It's a privilege to be a servant of the Most High God. And so one of the things we must do is to, to make sure that, we, you know, our, our position, our salvation is protected in Him. We want to walk with Him. We must guard our salvation. We must make sure that we are not spiritually docile. We must make sure that in no, in, in no circumstance shall we leave ourselves like that to dwindle and to go down the valley as believers, as old Christians or new Christians, whatever we are. We have tasted and seen the goodness of this our God. God, through his son Jesus, has called us. He has called us to sobriety. He has called us to look inwards. He has called us to look up to him. Keeping our minds stay in him is incredibly essential. It is essential. We must keep our minds stay in him. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose minds are stayed in him, because he trusted in thee. He trusted in thee. We have trusted in our God. It is not, this is not a time to begin to begin to doubt his capability. I have heard of so many um, issues, even with people that are so trusted, and today they have doubted and they have fallen away. And I just want to pray for them that the Lord will, you know, bring them back to His first love, and it will be well with them wherever they are in Jesus' name. Colossians chapter three and verse one, there says, "If ye then be risen with Christ, speak those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand side of God." That is what we should be doing to seek Christ. And then if we find him and we hold on to him, we take it to the bank, the bank of the Holy Spirit, and we place it there and we stare at it and we walk on it and the Lord will keep us and the Lord will direct us in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I want us to remember that doing all these things 
the enemy will not leave us alone. And therefore, to, to walk with the Lord, we must make sure, number one, we must think about the, the, the worldly consumerism, the, 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 the worldliness that is all around, the worldliness that is that the competition thereof of, of today's world. Obviously, you would become slave to the things that occupies your mind. Definitely. If you lay more emphasis on, on the, the worldly, the, the worldliness that as it, as it, as it were, the worldliness all around us, we will, we will lose it. We will practically, practically lose it. And so God has called us to, to focus on him, to be more focused in his, in his process. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of the springs, there's issues of life. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. I said, we've got to be watchful. We've got to watch what we eat. We've got to watch what we look and we see. We've got to be diligent intentionally. We've got to be choosing. We must choose, internally choose uh, as to what we allow in this, our vulnerable body. We've got to allow God take preeminence. And so we must leave, the, you know, the worldly consumerism that goes around. Because if we, if we do not allow that, if we, if we, if we do not set boundaries uh, in this affection, it will now creep into our life and might bring us down. Now it says we must seek the Lord when he may be found. You want to walk with the Lord. You must seek him whilst he may be found. <coughs> Isaiah chapter 6, it says, call him when still near. Call him when he is still near. Put up that call and call him when it is still near. Don't call him um, when everybody has to begin to run up and down for you, for your for your health, for your for your life. When it is time to, uh, when it is time for you to be resting, that is when you'll be calling, and people will be calling, and people will be running up helter skelter. He says you should call him when he may be found, and the Lord will help us as we call him when he may be found. He says we should read consistently and study His Word. Second Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen. All scriptures, remember, is given by God's inspiration. So it is not words of man; it's words of God. But you should be consistently. Uh, it, because it profits to it profits us it, it profits to re, to reprove us it profits uh, to to give us good doctrine it profits us for correction and for instruction in righteousness that is what the consistent word of God does in our life Proverbs chapter thirty and verse five every word of God proves true every if you want to see truth you go into every word of God. every word of God you can use it to make a reference point in your life. And then he says, we should spend time with God. He says, to consistently to spend time with in secret place of your choice. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 8. He says, pray to the Father who is in the secret, and then the Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. He didn't say you should not pray in the public. He didn't say you should not pray in the marketplace. He didn't say you should not pray in the pulpit. He didn't say you should not pray, uh, you know, under your bed. But he says choose to pray in secret place. When you are walking with him, you know that this is a temptation. Clearly, clearly it's a temptation. You understand it and you begin to walk with him, holding his hand. Psalms 91 verse 1, it says to dwell in the secret place. Of the Most High, He says, "You shall abide in the deep, assured protection." That's what God gives you when you walk in the secret place with Him. Oh, He, he gives you protection—protection protection you will never get from anywhere. He says in, that we must also pray in the Spirit. Ephesians chapter six 
and verse 18. He says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And the Lord will teach you how to pray in the spirit. Oh, the Lord will teach you. It's a specific thing that the Lord, when you walk with him, he gives you, he makes you know, this is it. I want you to pray this way. You, you cannot imitate another. Maybe you might be encouraged by another, but you cannot imitate them. The Lord will teach you how to pray with him. He says, we must thank God for everything. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. In everything, give thanks unto the Lord. We must give thanks unto the Lord. We must sing praises unto him. We must spend time with believers. No, uh, we must spend time with believers because iron sharpens iron. If you say that you do not want to spend time, you know, you, you know, you do your thing, I do my thing. We, you can walk together. Remember, can two walk together except they agree? We must spend time with believers because trust, trusting God means, you know, holding each other's hand. Remember, you had already told us that the head, you know, could be one and the hand and the legs and the body, and we could all walk together and sharpening one another. The Lord will keep us, the Lord will help us be able to know how to walk, uh, you know, uh, with, with one another and spend time with one another and call up one another and encourage one another in the Lord. The Lord will teach us how to take short and focus gaze at God. Take short and focus gaze at God. Stop in the day and begin to focus in the Word of God. Just, just be be, be intuitive and, and be different. And people will begin to wonder, where is he now? Where is it? You have gone away to be with the Lord just for a moment, 10, 15 minutes, and you're back. That is what God has called us to do. Therefore, holy hands, holy brothers and sisters, partnering in a heavenly calling such as this keeps us focused in Jesus. I want us to begin to resonate in these words that we've, that we've heard this morning, knowing that uh, he who thinketh his stands must be very, very careful, lest he would fall. I want us to resonate. But what are the consequences or what are the benefits of those who walk with God? You see, you're walking with God, uh, you could be very rhetoric and we keep talking and thinking, but we must realize that walking with him gives us comfort. Psalm 23 and verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil for him. God is with me. Uh, his rod and his staff comforts me. That makes me satisfied. That, that that's a consequence of my 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 following him, knowing that he he comforts me. He gives me rest of my my mind is not running haywire because we I know of a truth that he is there, he's comforting me. Another reason is that the consequence is that working with God makes things Impossible things, it makes it possible. It just makes it simple if we walk with him. Even when you don't receive it, but he gives you peace of mind knowing that, yes, uh, he's the one who gives it, he was the one who takes, and he's going to give you at, at points of time. He says, I will also walk amongst you and be your God, and you shall be my people. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 12. He says he will walk amongst you as brothers, as sisters. He will bring the fusion Every quarrel amongst the brethren, the Lord is prepared to, you know, bring it to, to uh, you know, for future. He will, he will bring peace. Can you imagine if uh, a couple of husband and a wife, uh, you know, uh, fighting and quarreling, and and then the peace of God, based on His word, comes into the middle, and then someone says, "No, I don't fear God. 
no, I, I'm, I'm going to throw away this jacket of God and put on a jacket of revenge, and then I'll bring back. No, 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 God does not work like that. Immediately, God inter- intervenes. You must bring peace. You must submit. In the name that is above everything, this morning, I encourage us to walk with the Lord. Hold his hands. Look up to him. Trust in him. Depend on him, because he will help you. God will always Amen. help you. He Amen. will always defend you. He will always support you. He will Amen. always look into the best that comes out for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Walking without him is unnecessary struggle. Walking without him is unnecessary struggle. When we are not walking with God, we are going through you know, struggle even more than because we, we are completely on our own. How do you walk with your just on your own, your direction, your compass is gone. So this morning, I want us to pray and thank God. Let's thank God for knowing to for knowing Him. Let's let's reason around the words that we have spoken this morning. When would you want to walk with God? I want us to pray, Father. I have decided that now is the portion time. Even if I made mistakes in the past, I call upon the Spirit of Grace to come upon my life. Please let's lift up our voice and just say. Father, now is the time. I pray for myself. I pray for my wife. I pray for my children. I pray for my neighbors. Now, Lord, now I have accepted that in those things that I have done in the past, now I pray that you forgive Now I pray that anything that I have done in the past, let it be of the past. I want to walk with you. I want to
colleagues, giving us the grace to be able to good listeners. And as we go forth this day and this week, Lord, let our foster be ordered by you. Let Amen. our hands be ordered. Amen. 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 Amen.